Well, good morning. Good morning. A very happy new year to you all. Happy new year, 2024. So we, <laughs> best I get that right. We give, uh, we give thanks to God for a new year. Uh, a very warm welcome to you this morning if you're visiting or if you're not. Uh, it's great to be able to uh, worship the Lord together. Uh, if you're following along online, if you're here in the building, please do stay afterwards for refreshments as we spend some time uh, together just sharing uh, time with one another. We'll also be taking communion uh, this morning. Uh, the bread is gluten-free and the wine is uh, non-alcoholic. It's grape juice. So there's no physical barrier to taking communion this morning um, if we're trusting in the Lord. And as we begin uh, the new year, we're thinking of uh, a verse for the year which we've chosen as elders. And Neil will be preaching into uh, as well this morning. We'll be uh, preaching on uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 verse 3, and you'll have the verse for the year cards. If you've not picked one up yet, please do so. If you can read that there, uh, it says, uh, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We praise God because we have a new and living hope through Jesus and what he has done and being raised from the dead. And this past week, one person who, for whom that has been especially true uh, has been uh, the lady uh, Louise Ludlow. Uh, you may have seen, perhaps uh, read on the, on, the, on the news sheet uh, this past week that Louise uh, has come to a trust in the Lord Jesus uh, and she is recently, uh, she has, she's on end of life care at the Churchill Hospital. And on her own request, on Thursday, she chose to be baptized from her hospital bed. It was a real privilege to be there, to baptize her, and to hear her powerful testimony. And she's asked me just to share something with you this morning, just of what it has meant for her to believe in the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior and be baptized. As she writes, The baptismal service today was lovely and a great comfort. My journey to this point of becoming a Christian and professing my faith has grown and finally matured. This occurred despite having many personal struggles over my life that have challenged my faith. However, when faced with death, I also gained a great a gift of greater clarity of the Lord's message and have found a wonderful peace and trust in eternal life. We give thanks to God that Louise has, like many of us today, an eternal and living hope because of Jesus Christ. And so we give thanks and praise him. Let's pray as we come to the Lord this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we have a living hope because of your resurrection. And Lord, we come to meet with you, the risen Lord, this morning, that we would praise you. And give you thanks for all that you have done for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Father in heaven, as we start this new year, we want to praise you for who you are 
and all that you have done for us. We thank you for not giving us what we deserve for our sin, but instead showing us great mercy. We thank you that because of Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection, we can have new life now and a certain hope of life forever with you. Father, help us not to forget these truths, but to let them shape how we live each day. Lord, we long to be a church that is dependent on you, our Heavenly Father, in prayer. And we thank you for time to pray individually, as families and as a church in this past week. Please help us to keep depending on you for all things in this coming year. We are thankful for the many opportunities over Christmas to celebrate Jesus' birth and to share the good news of Jesus with others, whether that be family members or at guest events such as the women's craft evenings, carol services, carols in the square and other services. Please give us courage to continue to share life and the gospel with those around us. And we pray for the What's Life All About course starting on Tuesday. Please give us boldness to be intentional in inviting others. And we pray that these evenings would lead to lives being changed by Christ. The start of a new term can be busy and overwhelming for many. And we pray especially for children and for young people and teachers as they return to school in the coming days. And students as they return to university. Please give them energy to learn and to teach. And most of all, to stand firm in their faith and whatever this term brings. We also pray for all the different ministries in the church as they start up again. And thank you for all of those who serve in big ways and in small ways, up front and behind the scenes. We pray that the holidays were a chance to rest and refresh from normal routine and that ministry leaders and volunteers would be encouraged and equipped by your spirit to serve well this term. We do pray for the Youth and Children's Forum taking place on Wednesday and Thursday evening this week. We pray it would be a really helpful and exciting opportunity for all to hear about what's going on with the ministry to youth and children and to come together to pray for it. This week we also pray for James and Rachel as they prepare to get married. We pray for a really special day on Saturday as they celebrate with family, friends and the church family here. Please would you be at the centre of the day and of their lives together. Please protect them and grow them in their love for each other and their love for you. Lord, we pray and thank you for our missionaries and who faithfully serve you around the world. And today we lift up John and Abby Hunt as they minister in Topher Bible College in Nigeria. And please keep them safe this week, particularly as they travel to an SIM conference. We pray it will be a really good time of fellowship and of teaching. And please help them as they continue to teach the students and counsel those around them. We also pray for opportunities for them to speak of Jesus with their Muslim neighbours. You are the God of all nations, and Lord, we pray that you would bring peace to broken and war-torn countries around the world. And we continue to pray for the conflict in Gaza and in Ukraine. We pray for those who have been affected by the recent earthquake in Japan. And closer to home, we pray for those who have had to leave their homes because of flooding around the UK. We also pray for those who are known to us, who are sick or struggling in different ways. Um, Lord, we do lift Louise Ludlow to you um, as she continues to receive end-of-life care at the Churchill Hospital. We do give you great thanks that Louise knows you as her Lord and Saviour. We praise you for her vibrant faith. Thank you for 
for opening her eyes to the good news of the gospel. And we pray that you would keep her close to you until the very end. And please comfort her family in this difficult time for them. We give you thanks, Lord, that Mark and Kathy have returned safely from America uh, and continue to pray for them as they grieve the loss of Kathy's mum and stepdad. Please sustain them as they prepare for the memorial service in April. Please help John Ismay as he recovers from surgery. Um, and please help Barbara as well as she cares for him. And also for Ian and Beryl Fleming, Lord, we pray for Beryl as she arranges for Ian to come home um, from the nursing home. Please give her wisdom in decisions that she needs to make. And others, Lord, that are on our heart, who we know are struggling in different ways. Lord, we lift them to you. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege this morning of being able to read and hear from your word together. And we pray for your word as it's read. And we pray that we would listen well. And we pray for Neil um, as he speaks on a verse for the year. And please help him to be faithful and clear. And would you speak through him um, to help us fix our eyes on Jesus at the start of this year. Please help us to listen and, be, and change us by your spirit to be more like you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Bible passage this morning, uh, 1 Peter 1, verses 1 to 9, and that's page 1,217 in the Church Bibles, or in the large print, you'll find that on 1,845. 1 Peter 1, starting at verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's select exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all of this, you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which per per perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. Thanks very much, Caroline. Good morning to you all. Uh, let's pray as we come to, to God's word. 
verse 23 of 1 Peter 1, it says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seeds, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is living, it is active. And we pray as we come to it now that so you would speak to us through it, you would speak to our hearts, you would change us, Lord, you would challenge us, you would encourage us, you would point us to Jesus Christ and you would fill us with life and living hope, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. One of the amazing things about the way in which God made the the universe and placed humankind on this particular planet in the universe is that it takes 365 days for the Earth to orbit the sun. And what that means is we have this natural cycle, don't we, Uh, which gives us the opportunity every year to look back on the year that's gone and look forward to the year that is to come. We can look back and think about what we are grateful for, what we've learned from the events and the experiences in the year that's gone. And what are we going to change or start in the year to come? If we turn the clock back 12 months to this time last year, I wonder what plans you had for 2023 and how the year turned out for you. For some of you, you may be able to look back on a year that was very special. Maybe it was the year when you came to faith. Maybe you were baptised, in which case uh, it was a year like no other. Maybe there were other highlights, getting married for some, starting a job, serving in a new ministry, maybe moving home, developing a new friendship. But for some of you, it would have been marked by sadness and disappointment. Maybe the plans you had made didn't come to fruition and you're still trying to wonder why. Maybe you experienced the unexpected death of someone dear to you and you're still struggling to to cope or make sense of that loss. As we look forward, um, again, some of you may have big plans for the year ahead and there's nothing wrong with making plans. But we have to remember in the words of, of Proverbs 19, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. If we're willing to submit our plans to God's sovereign plans, then we won't be disappointed because we know that he wants the best for us, as it says in Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Each year here at LCBC, we have a new Bible verse for the year, which we hope will be helpful as we seek to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And our verse for, for this year, which uh, builds on the one from, from last year, reminds us of the hope that we have as Christians, which is a wonderful reassurance to us when living in a world that is hopeless and full of despair. And hopefully this, this verse will lift our eyes from the, the despair of the world from our own challenging circumstances to the God who loves us, who is in control of all that happens to us in our lives and whose plans are to give us hope and a future. So let's have a look at the verse. 
This is it from 1 Peter 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into our living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And there are three things I hope this verse inspires us to be as a church as we head into 2024. Full of praise to God, full of spiritual life, and full of living hope. Start with the first of those, full of praise to God. The verse starts by saying, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What this verse makes absolutely clear is that the God we believe in is not the same God that people of other religions worship. This is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus the Son and God the Father are related. And not only that, if Jesus calls God Father, then he too must be God. We're told that in John 5. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are all persons, they're all members of the Godhead. And each has a different role to perform. As we see in the opening verse of, uh, of 1 Peter, look what it says there. It says, um, talks about God's elect, who this letter is written to, are those who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be beaten to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. A book that I've enjoyed reading recently is this one by Mike McKinley. It's called Friendship with God. And the subtitle is A Path to Deeper Fellowship with the Father, Son, and Spirit. He's taken a classic work by the um, 17th century theologian John Owen and made it understandable for a normal person in the 21st century. If you know anything about John Owen, you know what I mean. He helps us see how we can relate each member of the Trinity according to their different roles. It's good to be full of thanks and praise, not just to God, but to each member of the Trinity for what they have done for their contribution to our salvation. The main thing that um, our verse for the year um, brings out is that God the Father has given us new birth into a living hope, and we'll come on to that. And that is an amazing privilege which we should never take for granted. And we need to keep thanking and praising him for that. Let's not lose our gratitude to God for all he has done. Being full of thanks and praise to God is also not just about praising him for the big things of salvation, all the spiritual riches we have in Jesus Christ, but also praising him for the everyday things of life, all the answers to our daily prayers. Which is why it was great to come together yesterday um, for our morning of prayer and just thank God for the the various encouragements of this past year, as well as pray for the year ahead. To be thankful to God shows that we know he's interested in every detail of our lives and we're dependent on him for every aspect of our lives. He cares about our everyday issues. And it's good to share those answers to prayer with one another so we can encourage each other with what God is doing in our different lives. For example, it's great to hear from Martin on Tuesday night at the prayer meeting then. Uh, what's going on in his, his workplace? The fact that his company's funding and allowing employees to attend an alpha course during working hours. The other thing about being full of thanks and praise to God is that the more we are thankful, the less likely we are to become negative and moan and groan. 
because we've got things in the right perspective. I was challenged yesterday when I was, uh, met a, a neighbour walking the dog. And uh, just before Christmas, if you live in Long Crendon, you'll know that um, uh, the, the, the roads have been resurfaced. There are some big vehicles uh, in the middle of the night for several nights, uh, keeping everybody awake. Very easy to moan and groan. And this neighbour said, um, wasn't it great before Christmas? Those big vehicles outside. I looked out my window, all the lights, and it felt just like Christmas. <laughs> I was thinking... Yeah, I wish my attitude was the same as that. We want to be a people of thanks and praise to God. So why don't you look out this week for things which you can thank God for and share them with one another next week or in your, your home groups. Secondly, we want to be a people full of spiritual life. Verse continues, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth. What is clear from this verse is that new birth is a gift from God. He's given us new birth, it says. And he's given it to us in his great mercy. What that means is he didn't need to give it to us. He had no sense of obligation to us, no debt to us. There was nothing we had done to deserve it. It's not like giving the... uh, the postman or the dustman, a little Christmas bonus to thank him or her for all the hard work they've done this last year. It was purely out of God's generosity and his goodness. Because he takes great delight in giving the gift of new birth. But what exactly is this new birth? Maybe you're someone here as a visitor who doesn't really know much about uh, these things. Well, let's go to, if you've got a Bible handy, go to John chapter 3, verse 3. It's page 1065 in the the church Bibles, or I'll put it on the the screen here. This is Jesus in a conversation with a Jewish leader called Nicodemus. And Jesus says to him, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when when they're old? Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So what we're talking about here is a new spiritual birth for someone who's already had a natural birth as a human being. And it's the Holy Spirit who is responsible for our spiritual birth. Just like a wind that blows where it pleases, and we've seen a lot of that this last week, haven't we? The Holy Spirit blows where he pleases. He breathes new spiritual life into people who were previously spiritually dead. They can now see their need for Jesus because the Holy Spirit has opened their eyes. But how does the Spirit do his work? Well, um, if we go back to uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, have a look over at verse 23, which I, I read as we prayed earlier. It says, therefore, you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through 
the living and enduring word of God. The word of God that we have in the Bible has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's been breathed by the Spirit, Holy Spirit. And we're told it's living, it is active. This is not a dead historical document, but God uses it today to breathe life into dead souls. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He enables us to hear it. He enables us to understand it. He enables us to believe it. And through it, he gives us spiritual life, which means we can have a relationship with God himself. So never underestimate what God can achieve if you open the Bible and read it with someone else. But what if we do believe? You know, we've been born again, um, but we, we don't feel alive. We feel dry, we feel spiritually parched, and it feels like there's no life in us. We feel like one of those chickens, if you've seen the latest Chicken Run movie, who've been sedated and are wandering around like zombies. How do we become full of spiritual life? And the start of a new year, that is a, a good question to ask, isn't it? Both for us individually and for us as a church. I wonder if our uh, problem sometimes is I think actually we're in a pretty good place spiritually. And we come to church every week, we read our Bible, we, we pray, we, we serve, we do all the things expected of us. What we just need now is more that the Spirit. Or to be filled with spiritual life, we need to put to death our natural sinful desires. That's not just something we do once when we become a Christian. It needs to be our daily exercise because we never stop sinning even when we become saved. Yes, we only need to repent once. We only need to ask for for Christ's forgiveness in order to become his follower, to receive the gift of eternal life. But to continue as his follower, to grow in our faith, to become more like Jesus, to experience spiritual life in all its fullness, we need to keep on doing that. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians, these are Christians, those already born again in Colossae, he said this, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator we cannot experience um, we can't expect to experience spiritual life in all its fullness if we've not asked the spirit to first show us the areas of our lives where we're grieving him we often pray for revival. We, we pray that God would have mercy on our nation, on our world. But what we often forget is that revival starts in our own hearts. Revival is about restoring spiritual life. And we need to ask the Spirit to do that, to, to reawaken in our hearts a love for him, for others, and a hatred for our own sin. 
So what happens when we receive this new spiritual life? How does it change the way we live? Come back to that. Um, it gives us full, it makes us full of living hope. Hope at its uh, basic level is a desire either for something good to happen or for something bad to stop happening. We all need hope. Either because we're going through our own personal challenges or simply because we live in a broken world. Hope was a much talked about thing during the, the COVID pandemic, wasn't it? When will this, this awful thing come to an end? The question is, what or who are we going to hope in? If our worries are financial, then maybe we hope that interest rates will come down in 2024. Or we hope that a new government will manage the economy better. If our worries are about relationships, maybe our hope is in another person. We're waiting to, to make a new friend. We're waiting to meet our ideal partner. And when we do, we will live happily ever after. It's great to see a young couple, isn't it, love, looking forward to their wedding day. And we pray for James and Rachel for next weekend. But one of the most important lessons they will have learnt in their marriage preparation will be that <clears throat> they are a sinner and they are married to a sinner. Each of them at some point will make poor choices and each of them will disappoint the other. We cannot put hope in another human being to be the answer to all our problems. And that includes putting a hope in ourselves. Maybe a few young people here this morning, you're thinking, well, when I grow up, I'm able to make my own decisions. I'm not going to make the same mistakes as my parents. I will know far better than they do. Trouble is, sooner or later, you will, I'm afraid, disappoint yourselves, and you will make bad decisions because we're all flawed. We can kid ourselves that everyone else is the problem, but the reality is that each one of us is weak and flawed and we keep making mistakes. Maybe our hope is in, in our church. Um, surely if we're all Christians, then what can possibly go wrong? If you've been here or in any other church long enough, you'll know that lots of things can go wrong because a church is also made up of sinners like you and me. Well, by now you're probably feeling like this character Julia Roberts uh, played, if you've seen the recent film uh, Leave the World Behind. Uh, in the middle of it, she comes out with this expletive, a loaded rant. Um, you'll be pleased to know I'm not going to give you the expletives. Um, but this is, this is what she said in the middle of the film, the character, rather, that she played. We abuse each other all the time without even realising it. We abuse every living thing on this planet, and think it'll be fine because we use paper straws and order the free-range chicken. And the sick thing is, I think deep down we know we're not fooling anyone. I think we know we're living a lie. An agreed-upon mass delusion to help us ignore and keep ignoring how awful we really are. And then she says, but as awful as people might be, nothing's going to change the fact that we are all we've got. Now, the sad thing is, if we really are all we've got, then we would have no hope. But the good news is that there is someone who we can put our hope in because he's perfectly wise, he's perfectly loving, he's perfectly faithful to his people, and that is God. 
And God wants the best for us. And because he is God, he will ensure that we get it. The verse says, in his mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. As a result of our new birth, we have been given a new living hope in our hearts. And the reason that hope is a reliable hope is, as it says here, because it's given to us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. If God raised Jesus from the dead, then he can raise us from the dead. Death does not need to be the end. We have a living hope. As Colin said earlier, it's that living hope that made Louise want to be baptized in hospital last week and is enabling her to cope with the sad fact that her, her time left on earth is probably very short. But she's able not just to cope, but to know an inner peace and joy because she has a glorious eternity to look forward to. As Mike McKinley says in his book, hope is a belief about the future that controls the way we think we feel about the present. The thing is, even if we are Christians, we are still often anxious about the future. So what do we do about that? Well, McKinley goes on, and much of the ministry of the Spirit is aimed at convincing us that God has good plans for us down the road. We need to ask the Spirit to help us trust in God's good plans for us. None of us knows what lies ahead for us this year. It could be wonderful moments of happiness. It could be moments of deep sadness. But what stops us being anxious is a living hope. It is trusting that God's plans are better than ours. Your plans that maybe you've made already for this year may not come to fruition. But if we are Christians, then whatever happens to us this year, nothing can change the fact that God has given us new birth into a living hope. We are now his children, and he will ensure the best for us, even if it doesn't feel like it to us. And that will ultimately be one day going to be with him forever. And if you don't yet know that living hope, then as Colin said earlier on, why don't you go to the course this week? What's life all about? And find out more about that living hope for yourself. If you do know that hope, then in a moment we're going to take the Lord's Supper together. And as we do so, we will celebrate the means by which God achieved that new birth for us the death and the resurrection of his son. And we will look forward to his coming again and that feast in heaven. And we will praise him for that as a people full of praise. But before we do that, let's have a moment of quiet to, to ask the Holy Spirit to show us those areas of our lives where we are putting our hope in something or someone other than Jesus. Let's ask for his forgiveness as we come to the Lord's table. Then in a minute, Colin will lead us in praying together uh, the modern version of the, the Wesley Covenant Prayer. Some of you will know that. It's often a prayer that's said at the beginning of a year. Um, we'll give you a moment to read through it before we pray it out loud. But then only if you mean it, because it's a, a strong 
prayer of commitment. Only if you really mean it, please do then prayer with us together. But first, a moment of quiet to speak to God and do business with him. As we consider all that Christ has done for us, giving us a new life, new hope, bringing us into a relationship with him, we want to say this prayer together. As Neil mentioned, if if this is you, this is true of you, that you are trusting in the Lord Jesus with all your heart, then please do say it along with us. We want to surrender every part of our lives to God as we live for him. So let's uh, say this prayer together. I am no longer worth... Put me to what you will. Place me, you whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth let it also be made in heaven. Amen. Well, if you'd like to pray about anything from the, the, the service today or anything that's on your heart, please do uh, head over to the prayer ministry corner uh, afterwards or pray with myself or Neil or Sarb or Liz or anyone alongside you there. It would be wonderful to pray with you. Uh, this evening we've, we're starting a series in Joshua. Uh, Sarb will be preaching in that as well. So please do come along to that. Let me close in prayer. Lord God, we thank you that we can sing praises to you because of the resurrection, because of the hope that you bring, because Jesus has been raised from the dead, defeating death and sin, that we can be forgiven and drawn into your presence. And so we give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.